Do the fucking intro, cunt. <laughs> that, that pretty much works as an intro. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Uh, this is Garbage Time Basketball Podcast, back for another week. My name is Rodney E. I am the point guard. I am the referee. I am the judge, jury, executioner on this shit. And with me today, I've got my regular co-hosts. G'day, mate. How's it going? I'm, if you're all them, then I'm Frank Layden. <laughs> Who's Bill Walton then? That's that, is that me? That, no, or am I Marv? <laughs> what is it, Carl? Dunks or bloopers? Come on, dunks or bloopers? <laughs> I can hear the Oracle talking. You haven't even introduced him yet. Yeah, yeah, the Oracle's there. What's going on, Oracle? <laughs> How you doing, boys? Games are heating up a little bit. They were until today. That that Boston Sixers game was one of the most uh, <laughs> limp-dicked games I've seen in a long time. Seriously, the best thing about that game was when they had to stop for fucking 25 minutes to fix the net. They Twice they had to stop to fix the net. Yeah, they had to stop. They were, how the fuck do you not have the net secured? Like, <laughs> how, in this day and age, how is the net, how's a game stop for the net? Like, a, a game stopped for 25 minutes when someone vomited. Okay, sure, I can sort of see why. Plausible. Yeah, plausible. Took everyone by surprise. But it took how long did it take them to find a fucking ladder in that joint? Well, yeah, that took a long time and they didn't do it right the first time. They fucked it. I must have fucked it the first time because they had to get back yeah. up there. What's going on with net technology? Well, they did something to it at, at half time, I think, and they didn't do it right and they had to go out and do it again, delayed the game, then it fucked up and they had to do it again. I was walking out of the room because I was just like, what the fuck are they doing with the net? Yeah, every, just everything was going wrong. On that second time, like, the guy got his head caught up in the net and strangled himself <laughs> to death, and he, they didn't even bother to take him down. Like, he was just dangling there for the whole game. Just, <laughs> like, like a pinata. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it was a swish, and the ball would, like, just bounce off him and fall to the ground. And oh, God, he'd Use him as a screen. This is a, use him as a fucking screen. This is a fucking stressful job, I tell you. <laughs> Baseline screen. This is, it's already, you know, just run off him, corner three-pointer. It's a, it's a genius play. It's something Boston need right now because they don't got much on the offensive end. It's the old Boston stiff play. <laughs> <laughs> the Massachusetts stiff. <laughs> heard of that one, Frank? No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that game was shit. Boston won, but uh, Rob Williams tipped a three-pointer that some cunt shot at the, at the end of the game. And Dennis Scott was crapping on about Tobias Harris needing to step up like needing to take the last shot and everything and prove that he's worth his money. You had you had Dennis Scott on your commentary. Did you? I had Brian Scalabrini and the, the, the Boston, like the Mike. local Boston coverage, like the, the that stiff. <laughs> the, the, other, the, the, the other stiff, yeah. The other stiff who, who's been around since, I don't know when. Like, 1934, uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> About and he's seen, he's seen so much death, that guy. Len Bias, Reggie Lewis. Oh, fucking, God. He's just... <laughs> He's seen, he's seen all the greats come and go. Larry Bird's in. back injury. Yeah, Bob Cousy. What what a shit game though. I was watching that game and I was just like, man, this is just two rudderless teams who aren't getting after it. Embiid like, was uh, shit. Embiid was yeah. terrible. Uh, you know, couldn't. They don't have any leaders. Like he was shit, and but equally, I think Tatum was just equally a shit man. I mean, he, all he does is shoot three pointers. He doesn't get into the game. He doesn't control the game. He doesn't. He's not a good leader. I don't think at the moment, anyway. Yeah. What do you observe about Tatum, Frank? Like, I, he's got a slow dribble, slow release jump shot. He's constantly dribbling into defenses. 
and, you know, complaining about calls not being made by the refs because he's apparently getting fouled all the time. The feeling I had watching today's game is like, okay, he's putting up numbers, he's getting rebounds and hitting the odd three and and being aggressive enough, I guess, at the end of the game. But I, I was talking with a mate of mine last night who's a big-time Boston supporter and we were discussing trades, Jason Tatum. Yeah. What do you reckon, Frank? Do you, do, do you, what do you observe about Jason Tatum? You know, do you think Boston should get rid of him? I know we went over this a bit last week, but we, me and Chris were discussing some, you know, possible trades, and we sort of agreed that Tatum has the most value to be traded. Yeah, I think so. He's, uh, yeah, as you said, he's putting up the numbers, but it just it seems like he doesn't have a massive influence on the games. You know what I mean? Like the numbers are there, but hmm. he's there, but he's not there. If that makes sense, he's kind of empty stats. His, yeah. his impact is inconsistent, marginal sometimes, even though he's putting up numbers, right? It's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, right? dream scenario, Frank, who are you trading if you could trade anyone? Like, don't worry about what's true, what's realistic. Who are you trading Tatum for and who? what's the sort of player that Boston needs to, you know, really get back to where they should be and being competitive? I mean, you're keeping, you're keeping Brown, so ideally you'd want a, an inside player. What about uh, Anthony Towns? How would he go? Yeah. He'd be a welcome addition to Boston because he steps out and hits the three. So that still gives Horford and um, Williams plenty of room to operate in there. But just as what you were saying last week, how, you know, Brown and Tatum, they they seem like playing the same position. Yeah. So, you know, you need someone who's going to complement each other, to complement Brown. So, you know, get yeah. that inside player who can he can do that. Well, I think, I think you could make a play for Lillard as well. You could package Tatum and Schroeder and offer that up to the Blazers. I reckon that we discussed that. They'd probably want draft picks. They'd probably want draft mm. picks as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Boston have got draft picks they could throw in there. The thing about – I can understand the the, the concept of uh, of having a lot of players at the same position who are all around the same size, have the same skill set, sort of that. The only, the only way that's going to work, though, is if your coach is really sort of good at playing – positionless basketball which which means basically relentless attacking boston doesn't do that they're slow like they don't <laughs> the movement it's of the true. ball yeah. getting up the floor is just way too slow if you're going to have like that sort of lineup you've got to be attacking all the time and they just don't do it scalabrini actually mentioned that didn't he did he well i heard him mention while the net was down during that 25 minutes when the net what, was down definitely during that time i think it was it was like well even before that though he was talking about the speed of how Boston move on offense, and it's slow. Yeah, and when it's I slow, think he it was sucks. actually yeah. When it's slow, it really sucks. Like when it gets to an isolation sit- situation or whatever, it's it just looks like garbage. It really does. Yeah, but yeah. when they're moving the ball quick, they're moving themselves quick. And Smart and Horford are pretty good at doing that. Williams is pretty good at doing that by being in that dunker's area, so they can just chuck it up and he can dunk it in. Yeah. So when they do that, they look okay, but I've only seen them do that consistently in games for as long as about six, seven minutes, and then it drops off, and they start slowing yeah. down, and it's iso ball, and it's a lot of threes. No. They kind of have no identity. Both those teams have kind of have no identity. Like you, know, you know who I think, like what you were talking about before, having sort of positionless players that are well coached, and I think that's the Phoenix Suns, man. Like, yeah. And and they, that bench, and they got Alfred Payton sitting uh, in the 12th, 13th spot to come in and play a third yeah. fourth string point guard. That, that guy used to start in games. I mean, that, yeah. granted, that was a long time ago, but that's the sort of caliber of bench they have. And they've got sort of established leader in Chris Paul. He sort of directs everything and takes over when he needs to. He does that masterfully with that side. Yeah. 
Well, that's a team with a strong identity that knows what they're going to come in and do every night. They're going to play defense and they're going to push the ball, move it around. Share it. So that, yeah, it, it, that they have a clear, strong identity while the Sixers in Boston – I mean, opposite. what do they do well? It's the opposite. Yeah. It's all garbage, well, basically. On one offense. night they do, yeah. One night they play defense well. The next night they don't. Blah 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 blah. For every stat, like they're just too inconsistent all the way around. But Frank, I did hear this after today's game. I heard that maybe Tatum was going to get traded for the mortician who did the autopsy on the guy who hung himself in the net. <laughs> they were thinking of doing just a straight up swap there, like so. Put a so corpse Tatum, in his Tatum place. goes to the morgue and. It starts working on and the, bodies. And the, and the, yeah, it starts doing fucking autopsies and the fucking mortician steps in at small forward. What do you think? Hey, if it's a ducky from NCIS, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try anything, Boston. What about yesterday, Frank? Did you see much? We're recording this on the 2nd of December, by the way, so yesterday being the first uh, Golden State. Phoenix, you catch any of that, Frank? Uh, I got to see highlights. I had a fairly full-on day at work. But, you know, I, I saw Bridges just absolutely just shut down Curry. Curry, you know, it was, pretty, it was his worst game of the season. You know, 4 of 21 at the field goal, 3 of 14. Um, you know, we hardly see that from him. It's one of his worst shooting games ever. And Carl Bridges, how long is that guy? I mean... <laughs> How? He's got long arms, he, oh. and he plays him really well. I saw a stat the other day that says that he he plays him the best, like statistically. Historically, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he had a, a bit of an off night that night, but I was impressed with Aiton the most. That's where they killed him, with that ball movement to Aiton inside, and they just ate him up inside. I was really impressed with that. And it showed sort of a versatility that Golden State doesn't really have. Big guy. A big guy. Maybe that's when, you know, when Wiseman comes back, he can uh, fill that void when, when they need it. Yeah, yeah. Is that dog got a squeak toy in the background or something, Frank? <laughs> yeah, sorry, dudes. <laughs> we got a puppy lately. And you know, what are you doing? <laughs> and, it, and it's going sick on the fucking squeaky toy. Right, I thought it was like a fucking I thought squeaky. I thought you are like riding the fucking penny farthing or something. <laughs> it was like a squeaky wheel on a bike or something. I, I thought, oh, yeah. yeah, I thought a small duck had wandered in. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get the toy off him. Hang on a sec. Yeah, just while we're recording, if you... Yeah, yeah. Amongst yourselves. <laughs> if you could. If you could uh... Well, the, the, the addition of Wiseman and, and Clay Thompson, that's going to be interesting. I think that, like, when Steph has an off night, Thompson, you know, when he's in... If he, and he comes back reasonably well, he'll be able to pick up some of that slack. You know, I, I don't know how effective Wiseman's going to be in this in in that lineup. To be honest, I'm. They might I'm be not... looking to move him. So even if he comes back into the lineup, they might just yeah. be trying to get his trade value up a little bit. Yeah, I've got no idea what's going on with that. Um, well, they've, they've always had like a bogut, like they've always had like a defensive guy who's good at passing, fits into the offense, but doesn't really take any shots. Wiseman, I don't think, really fits that role. He doesn't. Uh, is he just someone they can bring in who can just, you know, bang around and be that physical force? I've only seen him limited games in college, and that was, what, two years ago now. It's really tough to tell. Limited sample data with Wiseman, so, yeah, yeah. it's hard to hard to know what his value actually is. You'd have to say the Suns are number one in the West and Milwaukee number one in the East, right? I think you'd have to, yeah. Uh, the way Milwaukee managed to get over Charlotte today in the final 45 seconds or so of the game. Lamelo had an incredible game today. Did did you catch any of that, Frank? I was watching some highlights here. It, it, uh, he was shooting them yeah. out of his ass. <laughs> 36 and Is 9. Is that one where he teed up the ref? Is that that game? That would say that that was a game prior. Right. He did that and then he said out loud that once he retires from the NBA, he's going to be a ref and show those dudes how it's done. Right. 
He actually said that out loud. I'll try and clip that, I reckon. Do you reckon it's at some point a dude's just going to have, like, a fucking go out and play and just have a whistle in his sock and then when the ref pisses him off, he'll just pull out the whistle and blow it and just go, technical foul. Yeah, I'm would, calling one on you. That would yeah. that would bring the game into disrepute and he would be ejected <laughs> immediately. And they're just calling technical fouls on each other for fucking... He just goes around teching every single minutes. ref, goes up, blows a whistle in their face, yeah. tech, you're gone, tech, no, you're okay. gone, you're tech, <laughs> you're gone. You wouldn't want Durant doing that with his fucking... Did you see, did you see that photo of his foot? Was that his skin? His ashy, yeah. ashy ankle. It, yeah. looked like a, it looked like he, you know, he was shedding skin like a snake. Yeah, it looked like sort of snake skin. Yeah, I did, I did, I did see that. But, well, that uh, is his nickname, right? The snake. Is it? Yeah, they call him a snake because because of the way he left fucking OKC, the way he fucking left and slithers uh, around. State. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. snake. That's what they say. That's what they say. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they say a- that. Allegedly, that's been said by. Not us. Not us. Though. I don't think. We would never say Oracle. We'll take Thanks. that as... Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Confirmation no, that that's something Oracle would say. You're giving the you're giving the toy back to the dog now. Oh, fuck. He's driving me nuts. <laughs> He's going after your nuts? Oh, sometimes he does. He has to fucking nip at him. <laughs> yeah, be careful. That's not going to tickle if... If it latches on, but no, I don't. I I don't call him a snake, but um, I don't respect what he did. Well, he's he's not the front runner for MVP, is he? I mean, everyone's looking at Steph for that at the moment, and Giannis. They're not really putting KD up there in that category. No, they're not. And should they though? Because I oh, mean, it's still early though. Still early. He could that, still break out and yeah, go yeah, bonkers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So who saw the Nets versus the Knicks? Uh, I think that was before the Suns Warriors game. That was the game prior, yeah, of that. Yeah, double header. You saw that? Did you see that one, Frank? No, I didn't see that one. Close I one. really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I, I liked that game. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it even more than the Suns Warriors game. The battle for the Burrows, yeah, in Brooklyn there, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of juice there. There was a bit of feeling in it, and uh, I, I like New York. Run lucky. I like what they're doing. I mean, not perfect. It's kind of a return to gritty, you know, hard nosed defensive basketball. For New York. And they took Kemba out of the rotation completely? Yeah. I think that that's actually a good move. Yeah. That's how Thibodeau does things, man. He's not half yeah. asked about it, I don't think. He's like no. hard line. For better or worse, I think that the Kemba, I he's mean, cooked. He, he's, he's cooked, he's, mate. His knee yeah, is, yeah, his knee is, uh, he just can't get it done with that knee. It's bone on bone, apparently. It's He's cooked. The 48 decision to not play him in the fourth quarter, I think is... Weird. I don't know why he doesn't ever play Fournier. And, of course, in that game, for Fournier gets in in the last, what, three seconds, six seconds, whatever it is, straight away hits a three to tie the game. Yeah. Uh, he probably should play a few more minutes in the final quarter. They need scoring. They need shooting. They do. Yeah, Randall does a good job, but they need others to step in there. Yeah, I mean, Randall still tries to do too much, I think, Frank. I reckon his efficiency would be down a bit on this season than what it was last season. His, uh, he needs to sort of get the ball moving a bit. I think he forces a few too many shots there. But uh, what's his name? Alec Burke. Alec, Alex Burks. Alex Burks. Burks. Yeah. I thought he's done a really good job. That was kind of an inspired move, really, to put him at point guard. Kemba's replacement. Yeah. He d- yeah. he did well in the first game starting. He scored like twenty five or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did well. He, he I think he was that the first game that he started against Brooklyn. Yeah, that 
Yeah, that was the first game he started. In the, in the times before that, he had just been playing fourth quarters and sort of uh, playing it. really, really well. And so they gave it to him for the whole game. NBA sliding doors. Look, they need a point guard, no doubt. Because uh, Rose comes in and he's good off the bench, has impact. But they really need, uh, to go back to old school, they really need a Mark Jackson <laughs> type point guard. Big ass. Yeah, yeah, a guy who can really control the pace of a game and get it where it needs to go Just in the spots. Because anybody absolutely in the league down with the size of his rear end. Yeah, yeah. And get it to... Randall in the spots he likes because there's just too many times where they go to him and he's in a position where you're like, there's no chance. There's no chance. He's putting it up and there's no chance because the offense is stalled or whatever. They need a 1A there, secondary type score. I think that's that was the aim with Fournier, right? He was supposed to come in, get 20 a game. Yeah, that, that, I think so. But that's where they're struggling the most, the offense. They just can't get their offense going. The ball's not moving. Guys shooting threes in the corner that I'm just like, wow, like Toppen is not is an average three, but he's Shooting way too many. Th- I'm like, put Fournier in the corner. Put him in the corner. Yeah, he's a better guy to have out there if you want threes. I just reckon that a guy like what's the guy's name plays for Sacramento? Uh, the uh, the what's the Aaron Fox. Uh, Fox. Aaron Fox. Yeah. Fox is a guy I reckon who would fit into that New York team. Yeah, right. Really well, really, really well. He f- he finds people. He pushes the pace. Are they contenders with De'Aaron Fox? At- PD? Oh, for sure. I think so, yeah. I think so, for sure, because he can get his own shot, too. He can get his own shot. He needs a new environment because that's... Yeah, no, everything's stale there. Stadium smells like fucking spew, fucking... Yeah, they haven't cleaned it all up yet. Na- nachos is shit. Fucking... <laughs> it's terrible in Sacramento. The ghost of Puke Walton. Yeah. Fuck fucking, that. Yeah, eating fucking the shit nachos out of the bin. Reminiscing about what was. Yeah. I don't think that, that that's probably a realistic trade, though. I don't think... New York's got anything no. they can give them. Who do they? Yeah, the question would be, who do they offer up to get Darren yeah. Fox, Frank? Like, it has to be a fair, fair few players, you'd think. But they definitely need, you know, Randall's good, but they definitely need another good offensive player to, you know, take the uh, some of the pressure off Randall because, yeah, who, you know, they've signed Fournier and and Burks and you know, re-signed Rose and all that, and they're sort of, you know, quick little fixes, but nothing long term. That's true. Yeah, maybe they give up Burks. You could package up Toppen, I think, as well. They could afford to lose him. He doesn't do much. In the right scenario, I reckon Toppen, when I saw him, I was like, man, this guy's like fucking Amari Stoudemire. Like, in the right positions, this guy is fucking high-flying, unstoppable. He's got that sort of game, athletic, big guy, yeah. jumps out of the gym. Yeah, but too too often he's left standing in the three-point line. Yeah, he's being misused. It, it, Kings would probably – I mean, I guess they got similar players, the Kings, don't they, to – Toppin, but yeah. Um, yeah, or what ifs, really? But definitely New York, I think, to be a contender, they need an additional uh, consistent sure. scorer there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they, you know, they, they went on a gamble to try and. Um, they wanted Lonzo, didn't they, Frank? Who didn't they want, though? Fuck. Well, I know, but before they got negotiated for Canberra and Fournier, they. Uh, Maybe they should break the rules next time, because apparently if you. <laughs> just break the rules and start tampering. All you got to do is give up a fucking second round draft pick or you get whoever you fucking <laughs> Yeah, <want>. Frank. <laughs> uh, shit like that. That's been going on for years. Yeah, they just got caught. Exactly. They just got caught. I'm yeah. pretty sure it goes on. But, but those rumours were there from pretty much day one, though. Some, someone yeah. leaked it for sure. Yeah, there's a, they, there was a rat in there. But they, yeah, I think. Miami as well, right? Miami got done as well. Yeah, I mean, they're investigating, uh, yeah, Miami and Larry. 
but um, they haven't. Uh, I haven't seen anything yet to say what their penalty will be. I thought I saw it was a second round. Maybe I misread that, but I thought that they got penalised a second rounder again. I could be wrong. Yeah, we don't. We don't know anything here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be bothered looking anything up. I know that stiff got called for an offensive foul when he swung and fucking hit Crawford, <laughs> knocked him over. And I was like, how do you call a foul on the stiff hanging in the net? Then, yeah, he, then he called a technical foul on him as well. He can't help it. He's stuck in the net. Crowd was getting upset He's and throwing fucking, <laughs> throwing fucking beer, beer and cans and nachos. People started vomiting. <laughs> John Morant got injured too. Bit of a bit of a sad one. That was a weird injury. I didn't catch it. What was the diagnosis, Frank? What, what's the what's the diagnosis on that injury? Is he coming back soon? Is it uh, is he done for life? Is he uh, you know? What was it? Broken uh, neck? Uh, apparently, it's a he's, he's going to miss a few weeks with a sprained knee. Oh, that's right. not as bad as a broken neck. Okay, right. The the reports of a prolapsed anus were were misguided, <laughs> falsified, falsified yeah. reports. Yeah. Paint was shrinking. You gotta stop reading those uh, parody rags. So, wait, how long until he comes back? A couple of weeks. It's not that bad then. They, I mean, they could be just you know cautious and and yeah, leave him out for a month. What they say? What they say it was? Did he bruise his knee? Did he? It's a sprained knee. So he, he avoided any tears and ligament damage. Um, okay, so yeah, it's actually... a, a sprained knee, and there's no official timetable for his return. Could be two, three weeks. Could be four to six. They're probably well, somewhere. Well, Frank, I'm pretty sure that me and you both said that he needs to be careful because the way he lands, like he he, he attack. He, we all love the way he attacks, goes just dribbles furiously to the hoop and attacks it. We all love that. But when he lands, it always seems awkward, and he lands with a straight leg. That's like you know making your knee implode type stuff right there. Uh, it, it wasn't from him, you know, jumping around or something like that. It was just in common play. But this was just like a contact injury. It wasn't like a landing injury then. No, no, there was hardly any contact from like any other player. It was just the way he twisted his knee. Right, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that was it. No, that happens, I guess. So you wouldn't suggest that he should change the way he plays, Frank? You think that's fine? Like he's not landing with a straight leg like, like Matt said? I mean, not at the moment. I would, you wouldn't have to be worried too much. I mean, the, the injury that Rose got, I mean, a lot of people argue that he was playing when he shouldn't have been playing, where, you know, they were up by a fair bit towards the end of the fourth quarter and it happened. So it's hard to say, really. It's the wear and tear, man, on when you go up and you land on a straight leg like that. Like, you, you know, you get knocked off balance and stuff like that. I think they need to get someone from Cirque du Soleil or something to fucking teach him how to tumble, teach him how to land. You know what I mean? With the players now being so athletic and especially, you know, the point guards and whatnot, they are going to be explosive. They're going to do these stupid dunks and things like that. It's just the way they play. I think it's, uh, there's nothing they can really do about it. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of like stupid dunks. Yeah. I don't well, want them to all, stop uh, stupidly dunking the ball because then that's great when that happens. Everyone loves the way he plays. All I'm saying is that all other – like. Fabulous dunkers that we've seen, all of the like, even like Sean Kemp and uh, who else? Don't you like mean Vince? dazzling dunkers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Daryl Dawkins, Vince Carter, like all your high flyers and stuff like that. You look at them and they land well as well. Like they, they are graceful. two footed, two yeah. footed as well. And they land, like, they land with bent knees. You know what I mean? Like to, to absorb the shock, brace for impact. What you, the point you're making is sort of when you see Jar Morant land, it's different to that. 
yeah, he's absorbing it. Like he's absorbing it into his legs. And they, don't get me wrong, I love this guy. I love the way he plays, and I love he's, this guy's got a huge future, bright future. I just could can't help but notice that worst thing always, would be if he yeah. if he you know had to change the way he plays. He was forced to change yeah. the way he plays because of some major injury. because of something like that. Yeah, wouldn't hurt to get a trampolinist or a gymnast or someone to come in and just teach you. Say just try doing this when you land. Yeah, practice bend the knees. Land with bent knee. <laughs> There you go. Fix his problem. Yeah, and don't get caught in the net. It's a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's at Boston, it's okay. You'd probably just fall through it or some shit. No, you get two extra long timeouts if you do something to the net in Boston. No one would take responsibility for it. He's still hanging there. Like, they just turned out the lights in the stadium and he's just... Hello? <laughs> he's, just stand, he's just still... No, Anybody? <laughs> Rodney, he is dead. Have oh. some respect. Oh, I didn't know he was dead. I thought he was just severely isolated, caught in the no, net. No, 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 he's dead as a doornail, mate. Like, R.I.P. Like Boston's championship <laughs> prospects. What about, um, let's just chuck in Michael Porter Jr., another back injury, gone forever, maybe. Well, he's gone for the rest of the season. I don't know if it's R.I.P. MPJ. Yeah, I don't know if it's related to his previous injury. It's bad, though. Back injury. I think it is similar to what he struggled with early on uh, during his college career and everything. Not good for the Nuggets, not good for him. Bit of a bonehead move by the Nuggets, right, to fucking sign him to that massive contract when really the jury was still fucking pretty much out on him like he had what he had, what, half a good season? He really didn't do a great deal. He had a good run during their lead-up to their playoff run. It was last year, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was. Or maybe the the season before. Yeah, they banked a lot on him. It was a big gamble, uh, and now they're stuck with him. Yeah, and now they're stuck. They with gave him a massive contract, man. For for what though? For for, for a couple of good games and potential. Media was talking and him up too, going, "Oh, he's basically Kevin Durant. You know, wait a few years." Yeah. Bullshit. Sitting home yeah. eating cheese now. I think he, his spine, like when they did the MRI, like they did like the like a scan of his spine, and it was made out of saladas. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> One thing uh, I do want to talk about is fucking John Wall. He's a confirmed yeah. cunt, isn't he? Cunt. Confirmed cunt. Cunt of the week. Yeah. yeah so, so this is kind of a, this is kind of a new segment. Shit cunt of the of the week. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's just decide what it is. Fucking bad dog of the week. I, I don't know. The the shit is cunt this week. I like actually confirmed cunt. Well, it is confirmed. Yeah, this week's confirmed cunt, and this week it yeah, is I like that. John Wall. And why? Why is he confirmed cunt, Fred? Well, he's uh, basically said, "I want to start. If I don't start, I won't play." It's like come off the fucking bench, give all you can. You got a young team as well. Fucking teach the young kids as well. They wanted him to help developing players, right? And exactly. He wanted to return to the team because uh, the the league has got to be getting sick of teams telling fully fit guys that are you know able to step out and play significant minutes on the court to go home. They're asking him to just go home and wait until we can trade you. I think he wanted to play. He wanted to play and get in there and show that he could play so he could get to another team, I think. He wanted to, He just wanted to speed up the process. He wants to play. Like, he's a basketball player. He's getting paid lots yeah. of money, and he's like, I don't want to sit around. 
I want to play. But he wanted to – he had conditions start. to that. Yeah, right? yeah, he wanted to start, which which sort of reeks of the end of Alan Iverson's career. Like we all love Alan Iverson too, but the end of his career was kind of disastrous. Unceremonious, wasn't it? It wasn't like yeah. Kobe's last go around. He was kind no, of – No, it wasn't befitting of a guy who was such a, you know, an influence and a, such a legend of the of the league. That's right. It was kind of – Because at the Grizzlies, he wouldn't – he said, no, nah, there's no way I'm coming off the bench. And that basically killed his career, like – from then. And since then, the Grizzlies have been kind of against it too. Like they drafted Iguodala just a couple of seasons ago and told him, like he basically told them that he didn't want to play for him. Right? Yeah, that was a, that was a weird Just trade me. Yeah. That and, was, the te- that and the team came out publicly and said, you know what? Fuck you. Don't play. We don't want you to play. We're good enough without you. Actually, we're better without if you don't play. So fuck off. Is it? I mean, it's a fucking, you're getting paid, you got to play. We don't care if you're getting, oh. if you're coming off the bench or you're starting, you're getting paid to play. You don't play, you don't get paid. And the common sense opinion on this, for me anyway, my personal thing is like, I agree with you that he shouldn't come in and dictate his own terms. He should be amiable to the team's goals, right? Like he should take that into account when he's negotiating with them to come back and play. If John Wall came back, agreed to play off the bench, he played 20 minutes, 25 minutes a game, he'd only be on the bench for a week or two and then he'd be back in the starting lineup. They'd just be like, it doesn't make sense. This guy's playing too well. You know, he play, he could play himself back on the court pretty easily. Yeah, he could, he could have backed himself, said, well, you know what? You're not going to start me. I'll fucking make you start me. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I guess the difference is we were talking about before, Kemba Walker, who was taken out of the rotation, like basically took a side and said, you know what, there's... See you, Kemba. You're out of the rotation totally. Like you're not even going from starting to back up. You're just out of the rotation totally. And he didn't chuck a shit fit. He was there at the game. He was cheering. He was supporting his teammates. You know, he was uh, helping his teammates, you know, talking to him at, at uh, half at uh, timeouts and stuff like that. On the other hand, then you got John Wall, who's like, well, you know what? Fuck it, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'll just go home again then. He kind of said what I heard. That, I'm just paraphrasing what John Wall said, but he, he said something like that. He, he'd sort of like he'd kind of earn the right to dictate his terms because he has been around the team and claiming to have mentored guys and I don't know so much how much you've seen him on the sidelines when he hasn't been playing and, and cheering on the team but that was sort of his argument and then well I don't know if that's much of an argument man because yeah it's probably not are a mess. The, the the team pushed back on it didn't they and said nah fuck your terms you're coming off the bench or you go home we don't want you yeah. to play they don't really the Rockets are not good I mean they've got a lot, they but want to lose, they're like, right? They're, they're, they're clearly well, tanking they're, the season. Yeah, they, they do. But you look at them and they've got a, they've got a they got like four or five really talented players in that team. Yet when you watch them play, you're like, oh, this is like fucking watching the McDonald's All-American. You know, that fucking high school all-star game. Young guys. Yeah, just a whole bunch of young guys. All who flying around in the air, doing stupid dunks. Trying to do stupid shit and not really, there's no team chemistry at all. And I think what sums it up is when they try to get fucking, what's his, Michael, what's his name? The uh, Porter Jr. or whatever. Hmm. No, what's his name? The, the, they try to give him a triple-double. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, like an unearned <clears throat> triple-double. Like they were fucking leaving rebounds for him and tell him to go get rebounds. And Right. So he got a triple double, and then the next day the NBA rescinded it because it was <laughs> because it was bullshit. So I think that's the sort of stuff on a team that shows you they're not serious. No, I don't think really? anyone looks at the Houston Rockets this season and goes, "Yeah, oh, yeah it's, a, it's a slippery slope, though, man." Slope, though, man, because you look at fucking the Sixers, you know, just tanking. You know, it's hard, man. Like look, we've already it's, voiced it's, our disapproval yeah. for that strategy. Like it's never worked. It's before. never worked in in any yeah. sport, anywhere, for any team. But then again, you look at the way OKC's done it. 
And but they're, they're competitive. Not, they're not, Those guys, yeah, yeah clearly yeah. they're not like they're I not tanking think, though. They're not no, tanking. They're still putting their best players out there. They're losing. Got to offer and and stocking draft picks to yeah. You know what? They're losing, wait. but they're not tanking. Well, Frank, what do you think about what, what I'm saying here, mate? About the Houston Rockets and it, it's uh is not a good sign what they're doing. Uh, I don't think Houston's tanking at the moment, but uh, I think they just they got ex- an extremely young team, especially the starters, who probably aren't taking it as serious as they should be. Whereas Oklahoma got a, a few of the younger guys, older the older guys than Houston, and yeah, right, they've got a couple of older mentor type players on that OKC squad, don't they? Derek Fagan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, this is where John Wall needs to step up and say, I'll come off the bench and to show his trade value to other teams as well. And, you know, he could be a valuable guy to have off your team for, you know, someone who needs one more piece, you know, for the championship. But he's fucking it up because, you know, he wants to be a starter. He's not playing at the moment. So no team's interested in him. So, yeah, he's, he's a cunt because he should accept the terms of coming off the bench. And like Matt said, he should just aim to prove him wrong, force them to play him because of his performance on the court. Yeah. I think Houston just needs a, a few more older players just to come in and keep the young guys in, in line and say, you know, what's this fucking tapping the rebound to this motherfucker for? Get the fucking rebound. Don't worry about stats. We want to fucking win. It's a bit of a bad culture when they're just looking to pad stats and they don't really care about the result of the game. It's not a good look. No, not at all. Should be at home studying net technology. Replace that guy in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Nets, the Nets in Boston, they're haunted. Like they're haunted, man. <laughs> they're, 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 they're taking victims all the time. I think they could probably go down to the Boston mortuary and back up there, you know, do a bit of do a bit of morgue work down there. Because the amount of stiffs coming in just from net deaths at fucking Boston Garden, man, I tell you, I tell you, it's an epidemic over there. The haunted Nets at Boston Garden must be stopped, Frank. I think we call in and Scooby Doo and the gang. Yeah, is that how we stop him, Frank? Calling the, uh, get the fucking, uh, what the fucking, uh, the mystery mobile? Damn you, kids. They rip the mask off Scalabrini and fucking <laughs> there's, a, there's a, the evil cunt underneath. Yeah, and he, and he goes, ah, I would have got away with it too if it weren't for those meddling cunts. <laughs> and circling back, right, mate, 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 how good is the circle of life? Fucking the circling back to the net, the, the death nets. At Boston. The death nets at Boston. I think that's perfect, man. I think it's absolutely perfect. Wrapped it up in a nice little, uh, I was going to say bow, but string. Yeah. Like the net. A, a, a nice funeral bouquet on a, on a, on a coffin. Tie, tie it up nicely. Just an update I keep forgetting to have on Jock Landale for the Spurs. That's right. I, I did see he- him briefly against Boston because they lost to San Antonio recently as well. Um, I've only seen... Dodged a bullet with if he was in Boston. There's Nets. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> That's right. He could have easily got caught in one. And that would have been game over. I've only seen him play very sporadic garbage time minutes. At the end of the preseason, he got concussion. So he was out with a concussion all for a while. And then when he came back, he got COVID. So that's why we haven't seen a great deal of him yet. But really? I, uh, I didn't hear that at all. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, that's what I do. That's what Frank that's what does. You do. That's what Frank that's what, does. You that's what the Oracle does. out the news. Wow. He's, that's he's, just fucking great. He's sniffing all the good stuff out. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Oracle. That's good. Because I was about to say that's really disappointing that he has not had a run, really. We should see him get a run, hopefully. Pop yeah. likes Australian. He knows 
the Australian system pretty well and knows how. Is, is he coming back, Frank? Is he is he in? What's the deal with it? What's his status right now? Do you know? No, I don't know at the moment. To be really honest, but I will look it up though. Yeah, keep an eye out for Jock. Not to be confused with Jock Itch. Jock Itch. <laughs> <laughs> How's that callback? That was a bit of a fucking fizzle, wasn't it? What's that? Oh, the Denver-Miami game. Yeah, yeah. Apparently yeah. his brothers were there, but fucking nothing happened. No one punched on. No, the Lakers-Detroit, no one punched on. In fact, Denver won and they went out and fucking partied real hard, so. Yeah, I heard they were, um, like, hanging out and jerking each other off after the game. Yeah, I, I think I saw a video of the, of the Jokic brothers. <laughs> <laughs> sitting behind the, like, they're arriving at the stadium and sitting behind the Miami bench. Maybe that's why nothing happened. They Miami were just so intimidated by the presence of the jock itches. Yeah. Did you have an update on, on Josh Giddy? No, not really. I mean, Is he injured? Yeah. Is he injured at the I, moment? I don't know. It's it's weird that maybe they just rested him for a game. I've got an update on him. I've got an update. Yep. He's been upgraded to beefcake. Here we go. He, he was out due to illness. Oh, he was sick. Yeah, he probably had one too many shots. He, he, he started off at hunk, but he's been upgraded to beefcake. So yeah, <laughs> what's what's the next level? He's getting a Clooney status. Oh, Clooney that's, that's, status. Yeah. Well, he needs to get a bit older and a bit more of a you know a smouldering good yeah. look. <laughs> How the fuck? What the fuck are we talking the about? The fuck now? are we talking about? That's a good cue to finish it all up, tied up in a nice little net string here. Rest in peace to the net guy in Boston. Rest in peace to Michael Porter Jr.'s back. And it's goodbye from me, Rodney E. Yes, and goodbye from me as well. Also, I'm Rodney E. Goodbye from the Oracle. Also, I've got the Scotty Pippen book, so I got that yesterday, so I'm looking forward to getting oh. that really soon and providing some fucking shit about it. Got any so more? Next episode. Next episode, Frank, we'll get it. We'll get it. We can get into it. Well, hopefully. It depends how much I read of it. We'll just, yeah, just start reading it and don't start, start reading it until next fucking... week. <laughs> shit. Fuck you. Fucking read fucking... a book in a week, can't you? Fucking literate cunt. <laughs> It's not fucking where's Wally cunt. <laughs> hey, people complaining about my book. That has been. That has been. Books too long. Not enough sales. No, I think Oracle does it better than that. Yeah, I think he does too. He does yeah. a better impression. Uh, I think so. Yeah, no, yeah, cool. We'll talk about the Scotty Pippen book, definitely. Yeah? Like, yeah. any significant parts about it even, even if you haven't finished it. But if you haven't finished it, um, I'm going to come around and kick you in the nuts. Fair enough. Is this still the podcast? <laughs> <laughs>